Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a fresh, brand new, unopened episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. I am your host, James Murphy, a.k.a. Murph, and I am so excited to bring you today's episode. However, there is so much depression in the air right now. There really is. I wanted so much to happen, so many great things to happen this past weekend, and quite frankly... Nothing happened. I guess it was only two things. Uh, Red Sox, they lost the series two out of three, so I will not be talking about the Red Sox. I told you they have to win the series or at least sweep them. Oh, I guess that's technically winning the series. In order for me to talk about them, I will just briefly touch about the Toronto Blue Jays and how they are playing well out of their minds and how the Yankees are bumped out of the playoff picture if the season were to end today right now. That's really the only good thing that's come out of the weekend in terms of baseball, in terms of you know Red Sox, right? But that's really all I'm going to touch about it. Obviously, we had to talk Patriots. Patriots Sunday yesterday, how they lost to the Dolphins 17-16 to to the Miami Dolphins. Overall, great game. I'm going to dive well into it later on. And I cannot wait to do so because this will be our first regular season game that we have to break down here on Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Again, don't forget, I did start the podcast in the middle of January. January 15th, I believe, was the exact date. And we didn't have any Patriots games to talk about. So, obviously, the preseason was, like, really the first uh, of many to talk about. But that's preseason. That don't count. However, however, obviously, I have to make sure that I touch upon the pleasantries. How are you doing? Hopefully, you had a fantastic weekend. The weather here in New England, the Rhode Island area, was absolutely stunning. It was gorgeous. Summer was like, bitch, I'm still here. Now, obviously, that might change this week. Let's just a quick check. Uh, yeah, it's supposed to rain Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that's the day Kim and I are getting married. So that's uh, Kim is freaking out about that. Kim is not enjoying the fact that Saturday it's supposed to rain 50%. We will have to wait and see what the weather eventually rolls to be like. However, hopefully you were able to enjoy this weekend. Summer is holding on to the last few days, hours that it possibly can. I don't want it to go. I hate cold weather. I was moving my truck. I think it was on Saturday. I was moving my truck for Kim so she can go to work. And I go outside and it was bricks outside. Oh, I hated it. I I literally told Kim, I hate this shit. And she laughed because she knew. Anyways, anyways, enough of that. So I guess I will talk about the Red Sox. I know I just briefly talked about them in the Blue Jays. I'm not really talking about the Red Sox. I'm going to talk about the Blue Jays. This 
Murphs, Toronto Sports Talk. Just kidding. That's that sounds awful. Blue Jays, eighty and sixty-three. They are currently. I mean, we're, we're tied with the Blue Jays for the lead for the uh, the American League Wild Card. However, they have one less loss, although we have one more win, so it kind of balances out. Blue Jays three game winning streak, nine and ten in their last ten games. I want to say they're like. Something crazy, like 13 or 14 in the past 14 games, or some crazy shit like that. Yankees falling off a cliff. They're 2-8 and eight in their last 10. This wildcard standing is getting really juicy, I ain't going to lie. I mean, it's nice that the Red Sox are at least in the wildcard picture. Obviously, it would have been nice if they weren't even in the wildcard picture to begin with. But it is what it is. I wish they were in the division lead. But beggars can't be choosers, especially if you want the Red Sox to make it to October. At least we're not the Baltimore Orioles being 43 games out. Uh, but it's every game moving forward is a big game for the Sox. Let's see. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 15 games left of the regular season. 15. If the Red Sox win them all, they can win 96 games. Jokes. But it's going to be a massive 15 games for the the Red Sox. It really is. I mean, the division, obviously, well out of the picture now. You're really just battling for the wild card spot, whether you're going to have home field advantage or not for that one game plan. And the winner of that game will play the, yeah, will play the Tampa Bay Rays because they have the best record by like six games or so in the American League. But the Blue Jays, though, can we just talk about the Blue Jays for a second? Come trade deadline. I remember they were like 13 or so games out. But they were like five games or six games maybe out of the wild card. And I remember sitting here on this podcast saying, oh, the Yankees made moves. The uh, the Rays made moves. Even the Blue Jays made moves. And they were a far shot, in my opinion, to get a wild card spot. And for a good month or so, they kind of were. They weren't really doing anything. Next thing you know, they're just rattling off, what, 13 or 14, I think it is. Holy shit. That's what the Red Sox need to do. They can't do it. The Red Sox are 5-5 five and five in the last 10 games, obviously losing 2-3 of three to the, uh, the White Sox. Oh, my God. This is so dreadful. This is so dreadful. All while, the Yankees are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. So, you know, Yankees kind of what, what they win, 13 in a row, 19 of 21 or some, some shit like that in August. They've kind of fallen off a cliff. The season's long. The season is a long, long, treacherous journey, and you can't give up in it, no matter what. <sighs> it's interesting. I mean, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees, all fighting for two spots, but then you got the, the Athletics and the, Mar- the Mariners just three games back, and you're playing the Mariners this week. That's kind of stupid. How I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I think it's just so stupid how they play three games against the White Sox, sure. And then they go all the way to Seattle to play three games there. But that's it. No Angels, no A's, no like West Coast swing, anything like that. Ugh. I, I, the schedule sometimes pisses me off. Anyways, that's really all I want to talk about in terms of baseball because I, uh, the Red Sox weren't able to win the series, whether it was two of three or a sweep. So I'm not going to talk about them anymore. But I do want to talk about the National League wild card because this thing is juicy. This is heating up big time. Now, I know the Dodgers, they're plus 16 games over the second wild card spot, which kind of sucks. 
it kind of makes it no fun because the Dodgers are leading, like I said, but now it's the Cincinnati Reds and the San Diego Padres battling for that second spot. And you got the Cardinals one game out, Phillies two and a half games out, and the Mets three games out. Oh, and just a fun fact, believe it or not, but the Colorado Rockies are nine games out. A little too late for the Rockies, even though they're 5-5 five and five in the last 10. But nine games out, you know, give them another month. I don't know. They could make a little noise. But anyways, that's besides the point. A lot of people don't like the extra wildcard team. And I understand that because, you know, they shouldn't be letting more teams into the playoffs. I get that. Some people don't like the one-game plan because everything else is a series. It should be a series based on the long season. I get that. But that one-game playoff is the most exciting baseball outside of a Game 7. I'm not even kidding. It's so juicy and good. And if there's a two-way tie for that second wildcard spot between the the Reds, the Padres, or whoever else may sneak into that spot for a tie, there's going to be a one-game play-in there. Then there's going to be a one-game play-in obviously for the actual wild card. And it's a good thing that there's that two wild card because if there wasn't, the loser of the division, the Dodgers or the Giants, are wa- are running away with it. They could literally just sit. They could have their single A team play the rest of the season and they'll still win a wild card, the wild card spot if it was the old traditional format with only one wild card team. Now, if we look at the American League and there was that one wild card team, it's the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Yankees, Mariners and Athletics all fighting for just one. So I I like the two, I like the two wild card spots. I hear some 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 spermers or whatever of um, baseball expanding the playoffs again. I'm open to the idea. Like I mentioned before, you have to expand major league. You have to expand to 32 teams in order to do that because right now it's seven from each league. That's 14 teams. We don't need more than half the league. We don't need the NBA to make the playoffs because it just waters it down. Now, could I get on the idea of making the playoffs longer? Yeah, I can get on board with that. But then again, you don't need to extend the season. If you chop out a few regular season games, make that wild card play in a best two of three, the uh, the divisional series maybe out of seven. I don't know. I don't know how I like that. I kind of like where it's at right now with 30 teams if they ever go up to 32 then we can have a conversation later but that's basically all i'm going to talk about uh baseball wise honestly because there's really not much to talk about since i'm not going to be talking about the red sox so i'm just going to kind of jump over to the patriots here and first uh, reach for it ah water gotta gotta hydrate ah all right let's keep going let's keep going oh patriots patriots lost 17-16 Seventeen to sixteen, to the Miami Dolphins. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. I don't know. Defense looked really good. A lot of bend don't break in the defense. From the Patriots' defense, of course. Uh, I I'm, I'm just like. A loss for words because probably should have won this game. I mean, Nick Folk, 3 for 3 on field goals, 42 long, 10 points total. Take that. Jake Bailey, 
Nah, 99 yards on two punts for a 49.5 average. If you haven't checked out my story yet on Instagram, did it go to Facebook too? I think it also posted to Facebook. I forget. Let me double check. All right, did. My Facebook story and my Instagram story. Go check it out right now if you haven't. But it shows that I was at the Patriots game. And yes, I was. I was indeed at the Patriots game. So I have a first-hand experience, first-hand knowledge of this game. And let me tell you, let me tell you. I, I've sat here in, uh, in this seat behind this mic and said that I'm not a fan of Nelson Aguilar, which is true. I'm not sold on him yet. But being at the game yesterday and watching him, and Mac Jones was just connecting with him time and time again. He's growing on me. I, I'll, I'll admit it. He is growing on me, okay? Now, I've said that I don't think he's worth the money. He's got tons of drop issues. One season in uh, Vegas. Didn't think he was worth all that much. And I still don't. I still don't. I'm not convinced. But he is growing on me. He is growing on me. He was a reliable guy. Five receptions, 72 yards for a touchdown. 14.4 average. It seemed like whenever a play needed to be made, it was either going to Aguilar or even uh, Jacoby Myers. Because Jacoby Myers, 6 for 44 himself. But also, you can't discredit James White for being you know that third down back, that pass catching back, that beautiful wheel route on third and 11. Can't forget about that. But at least White and Myers have been in the system for a bit now. Obviously, White for plenty of years. Jacoby Myers, his third year. But see, Nelson Aguilar, new guy, uh, just welcome to the team this past year. I liked what I saw. All right, is it bad for me to accept that or admit that? I like the guy. He's growing on me, but I'm not sold on him. I know there's people out there that really do like him, and that's fine. I might be one of those people soon. I'm not going to say that I won't be, but I'm not there yet. John o. Smith, five receptions, 42 yards. Hunter Henry, three for 31 Damian Harris a little bit in the passing game, 2 for 17. Kendrick Bourne, 1 for 17, not worth the money. And Ramondre Stevenson had 1 for 9 yards. Um, I, The running game. Let's talk about the running game. So that's about the passing game. The running game. 23 yards, uh, 23 carries, 100 yards for Damian Harris. 4.3 average, solid. But he had that fumble late in the fourth. I really wanted to go into this episode and be very chippy, very happy, great game. It is what it is. I'm not going to bag Damian Harris for fumbling the ball, even though should have just covered it up because he didn't need to rush for a touchdown because you were in field goal range, so you could have kicked the field goal. Or you just move on to the next play. There's still three and a half minutes or so left. I think it was like three and, yeah, three and change at the time. Oh, but that just deflated, deflated the crowd. Oh, my God. It just deflated it. And the worst case scenario, uh, not worst case scenario, the worst thing about it is he's running with the ball. He goes down. And, you know, all of us Patriot fans are like, yeah, 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 closer. We're getting closer. And the next thing you know, the Dolphins have the ball. Whoever's running out of the pack with the ball. And we're like, what? And uh, oftentimes, you know, Player will go down, they'll kind of drop the ball or whatever, or the ball will be fumbled, but they're already downed. 
and the defense will try to take up the ball and just say, oh, look what I found. Nope. Nope, this was a clean fumble. Obviously, us in the crowd didn't know it at the time. We look at the replay, confirm the fumble. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And at that time, you saw three timeouts. You had the two-minute warning. So it's like, you know what? You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. No, couldn't do it. Dolphins won. It's like, oh, he was so close. So close. Overall, though, except that fumble, Damian Harris had a good game. He did. He did. I mean, 23 uh, carries, 100 yards, 4.3 average, like I said. Third year, second year. as uh, he, Well, actually, it's his first full-time, first year as the full-time running back. So far, so good. I mean, no Sony Michelle. J.J. Taylor was a healthy scratch. James White isn't, like, you know, a ground-and-pound guy. Brandon Bolden saw a carry for five yards, but he's more of a special teamer. And Ramondre Stevenson, who also fumbled, only had one carry. So it was literally all Damian Harris. It was all Damian Harris, all go. And did that wear him down? I don't know. He's a big, big guy, big power back guy. He really shouldn't, you know, be tired and fatigued like that. Like, you know, and I was at the game. Obviously, I don't have all the stats in front of me. I thought he carried the ball like 35 times. And like 35 times and he fumbles. Yeah, that makes a little bit of sense in terms of fatigue, being tired. But only 23 times, you should be able to hold on to that ball, dude. I mean, there's really no excuse for you to not hold that ball. But, you know, it's only one game. 17 games. So we have 16 more now. Am I worried? No. And on Friday, actually, I talked about how the Cowboys, they lost to the Buccaneers by a late second field goal. And if you're the Buc- if you're the Cowboys leaving that game, you got to feel good. And I, in a similar way, I feel the same way because, oh, you look at the Patriots, you got to, do you, you got to feel good about this game, right? And then I looked, do you? Are the Dolphins really going to be that kind of a team? Are the Dolphins really going to be that kind of a team where you got to feel good coming out of them? You know, whether it's the Patriots or whoever it is. I mean, when I look at the the Dolphins statistics here, let me look at the Dolphins stats real quick. Gashkins, 9 for 49. Malcolm Brown, 5 for 16. Uh, Devontae Parker, 4 for 81. Waddle, 4 for 61. Miles Gashkins, 5 for 27. I mean, Tua had a 202 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. I, like, no way can I compare the Cowboys losing to the Buccaneers the same way that the Patriots lost to the Dolphins. That's not a a comparable thing. Just looking at the statistics, how the Patriots were in a position to win, and they blew it. The Cowboys put themselves in that position to win. They executed and put themselves there. It just so happens that the Buccaneers marched down the field for a late second field goal. Now, could the Dolphins have done the same thing? Absolutely. We could have kicked the field goal. They would have had a minute and a half or whatever left. They could have marched down and kicked the field goal themselves. Fine. That, that, that's entirely possible. Patriots score a touchdown. Some time left. Dolphins march down the field. They got to score a touchdown as well. All those things are very possible. But when you haven't put yourself in that position to win yet, like the Cowboys did, playing against the defending Super Bowl champions, very highly favored to win the Super Bowl again this year, and you lose on a field goal that could easily have been shanked, or your defense could just easily made, I don't want to say easily, but your defense could have made one stop. You can't compare. This is apples and oranges, bananas and grapes. 
grapefruits and melons. This, this is not the same. This is not the same. Because, A, the Dolphins are no damn Buccaneers. Yeah, they play in Florida together, but that doesn't friggin' matter. The Dolphins aren't expected to win the Super Bowl this year. They're not even expected to be in the playoffs. Could they sneak in? Yes, of course. But they're not expected like the, the Buccaneers are. Ugh. Uh, if you won that game, if you won that game, you would be in the division lead right now. You'd be in the division lead because the Jets lost, the Bills lost. Surprisingly, let's talk about that real quick. The Bills lost to the Steelers in Buffalo. Buffalo Bills got to move to Providence. They got to be the Providence Bills. It's the only way they're going to save that franchise. But the Bills got to feel the similar way. Like, I mean, I don't, actually, I don't even know. How, how would you feel about that? I mean, they're expected to make a deep playoff push. Some people picking them to be in the Super Bowl. Some people picking them to win the Super Bowl. I mean, in my prediction, I have them in the Super Bowl. And obviously, starting off uh, 0-1-1 is no bueno. So, it's not the end of the world. Patriots started off 0-1-1 before. They've won the Super Bowl. They started off 0-2 before, and they've won the Super Bowl. Except those years, you had Tom Brady. So, it's it's a tough one to swallow. It really is because you were right there. And if you did win... You feel really good about yourself, especially going into the schedule that's coming up. Uh, you have the Jets next week. That should be a win. And you're 2-0. and And worst case, the, the Dolphins, the Bills, or whatever, are 1-1. One and one. Then you play against the Saints, who, by the way, looked really good. Jameis Winston. Jabu. We eating this dub. We're eating this dub. Jameis Winston. Looked good. And a lot of people had question marks. A lot of people had doubts. But they looked good. They destroyed the Packers. I mean, absolutely decimated them. Didn't see it coming. Uh, completely did not see it coming. And then obviously you have that Buccaneers game um, for week four. So, I mean, you're looking at two and two now, maybe at best. You're looking at two and two. Got to win the Dolphin, uh, the Jets game. And then you got to win the Saints or the Buccaneers game. I'm going to assume that the Buccaneers game's a loss. So that's and then the Saints game's a win maybe. 2 and 2, best case scenario. Worst case, 1 and 3. And yes, we had a rookie quarterback, but no, it wasn't Mac Jones's fault. I haven't touched his stats yet. 29 for 39, 281 yards, one touchdown. He did have that ugly quote-unquote backwards pass. Technically fumble. In the his first drive, luckily Jonu Smith was there to dive on it, recover it. But holy smokes! Honestly, I don't know. I mean, he knows he knows the pressure is coming. Mac Jones, he knows he doesn't have enough time. He knows he's going down. He's trying to make a play. I just think the the emotions just got a little ahead of himself. But he's a smart guy. He'll figure it out. Those mistakes will never happen again. Just tuck it unless you can throw it away or hit somebody which I know he was trying to like kind of shovel it to Jonu Smith just go down just take the sack just take the sack there it was first quarter no need to make any desperation plays like that's a desperation play if it was fourth quarter say fourth and you know say fourth and ten or whatever or whatever and you need to make an absolute desperation play get the ball out of my hands because I'm going down here take it I can understand that and I can accept that but no this is first quarter no need to do that no need to put your team in that kind of a position. Uh, looking at the Patriots schedule, you got Texans week five. Texans won. 
Shocker. Absolute stunning shocker right there. I'm not going to lie. But I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because obviously with, with baseball, it's easier. Or baseball, basketball, or hockey, it's easier to look at like one or two uh, weeks ahead because you get like, you know, five, six, seven games or whatever, whatever sport it is. Me looking five five weeks ahead, that's only five games. So I want to try to stay relatively close. Just look at the first month of the season. Jets, Saints, Buccaneers, all ahead of us. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Patriots should win against the Jets. Then again, they should have won against the Dolphins. So got to take it with a grain of salt. But are the Dolphins really going to be competitive this year? Are they really going to be competitive this year? I don't think so. I mean, some people may be pegging them as a sneaky wildcard team. But that's some people. Sneaky wildcard team. People have the Patriots. Some people have the Patriots either pegged in the wildcard or just simply out of it. There's, no, there's none of that gray area. I mean, being at the game yesterday, the Dolphins' defense looked solid. Had holes, obviously. Patriots defense looked really solid. The running game, obviously, was significantly more improved than it was last year. That third, that fourth quarter, excuse me, couldn't couldn't stop them. Just ugly, ugly, couldn't stop them. Secondary, though. What did I think of the secondary? I thought the secondary was pretty solid, all things considered. I mean, 17 points given up by this defense as a whole, pretty good. Uh, Jalen Mills made a fantastic play to break up a touchdown in the end zone. Josh Uche looking really nice with a sack. Jawan Williams didn't really notice him. <laughs> Not going to lie. Jonathan Jones, say, uh, the slot corner, had a nice interception there. Oh, J.C. Jackson did get torched. Oh, I think it was Devontae Parker that torched him up the side. And all J.C. Jackson, easier said than done, had to put a hand up where – the catch radius was for Devontae Parker. Looks like he was trying to off balance, kind of did, but if he was able to put a you know hand up there, probably would have broke up. That was probably a big gain too. I forget what it was, like twenty yards or something like that. Um, would we've won if we had Stephon Gilmer? I would say yes. I would say yes because Gilmore would have been on Parker, Jackson on Waddle, or Jones on Waddle who if he was in the slot. Or, yeah, determining if he was in the slot or not. Oh, I don't know. It's only, it's only one game. It's only one game. Too early to tell. Do I still like the Patriots this year to be a playoff team? Absolutely. We're actually not even going to see the Dolphins until week seven, uh, week 18, actually. So, long, long road between now and the next time we see them. But not even worried about it. Not even worried about it. Let's take a trip around the NFL, and let's just briefly talk about scores, shall we? I know I kind of touched upon some other scores, you know, Texans winning, this and that. Obviously, we know about the Buccaneers beating the Cowboys. The Eagles smoked, smoked the Falcons. The Battle of the Birds. The Battle of the Dirty Birds. 32-6, to absolutely torched. Torch them. Steelers 23-16. Kind of a shocking win. Ain't going to lie. That defense stepped up incredibly. That defense was stifling. It was tough. Whew. Steelers defense still has it. But ironically enough, 
That was the Buffalo's Bills games to lose. They were up 10 nothing, entering the third quarter. Steelers, you know, get six. Then they get 17 unanswered in the fourth quarter. Holy smokes. What a big win for the Steelers and what a tough loss for the Bills. Vikings, Bengals, Bengals, Joey Burrow getting the win. Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon, top performers for me in fantasy. Or had top performances, I should say, for me in fantasy. Didn't expect that happen to all. To bleh, Let me try that again. Did not expect that to happen at all. This game did go into overtime, ironically enough. But the Bengals were able to kind of come out on top. One game. Are we really going to sit here and say the Bengals are going to compete for a wild card spot? Hey, they might. They absolutely might. I mean, look at the Dolphins. They beat us, and now they're in the first place in the division, so you never know. Is this a big win for the Bengals, or is this a bad loss for the Vikings? I think this is a – see, that North, that NFC North is kind of open because, A, the Packers got absolutely smoked. But also, it just depends on how invested Aaron Rodgers is in. I've said this countless times. If Aaron Rodgers is invested, he's going on a fuck you tour. If he just wants to collect checks and call it a year, then the Packers aren't going to win the division. It could be the Bears. It could be the, the Vikings division. And yes, the Bengals did win this game, but how, how good are they really going to be this year? I mean, they're in a tough, tough North division. Steelers. Uh, the Ravens, the Titans, Steelers won, Titans lost. We'll get to that in a second. The Ravens, they play tonight. Hmm. I'm just trying to think. I'm just trying to think. I'm going to say that this is a big win for the Bengals because I think the Vikings, if the Packers aren't going to be competitive or at least not dominant, I think the Vikings will be able to uh, rebound from this loss. But the Bengals being able to pick up a huge week one win will actually really carry them into next week, obviously. And maybe they can build upon that, string together a few wins, you know, four or five or whatever. We don't know. We're not, we're not going to be able to tell if the Bengals are competitive unless they win games. So there you go. Big win for the Bengals. 49ers beat the Lions. Sorry for the long pause there. Um, but the Lions, they actually showed out. They actually showed out 33 total points for the Lions. Obviously, 41 for the 49ers. Didn't expect that. I thought, yeah, 49ers could score 41. I'm The Lions going 33? Didn't see that coming. Good game for them. Obviously, yeah, it's tough to lose, especially when you score 33 points. I just don't think the Lions are going to be able to do it for this whole year. I just think they're going to be absolute dog water. Like the Texans, but they act they won, so it's a slap in my face. Big win for the 49ers. A lot of people are giving the division to the Rams. A lot of people having the Seahawks in the playoffs. A lot of people are picking the 49ers to win the division and have them in the playoffs as well. But you know, a team that's always plagued with injuries. Big year for Jimmy Garoppolo. They needed this win, especially against a uh, trash bag team of the Lions. So good win for the 49ers there. Cardinals. Put the Tennessee Titans to work. 38 points for the Cardinals, beating the Titans 13. Who scored 13 points, I should say. DeAndre Newcops, Hopkins, what can I say? Six receptions, 83 yards, and two touchdowns. No crazy stat line, but those two touchdowns on six receptions, 
that's definitely something to uh to definitely uh to note. Sorry, my page just like jumped because like an ad popped up. So my page just like completely jumped up to the top of the screen. Oh, I'm seeing this on the sideline. On the sideline, on the side here on the page. Detroit Lions cornerback Jeff Okuda out for season with ruptured Achilles. Oh, you hate to see that. Is that during the game? Mr. After rupturing his Achilles tendon in Detroit's loss. Oof. Jeff Okuda, former Buckeyes, liked him a lot coming out of Ohio State. Big time potential. Still has it, you know, even with this ruptured Achilles, but it's going to be tough to come back next year. But that's a huge blow to the Lions, who already don't have a lot. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Um, Kyler Murray, 21 32, 289 yards, four touchdowns. Could we see? Could we see an MVP type year for Kyler Murray this year? Could we see an MVP type year for Kyler Murray? I didn't pick him. No, no, no. I did not pick him. Who did I pick as my MVP, actually? I kind of forget. Derrick Henry. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Um, I don't know. Kyler Murray. Throw his name in there. And this is only week one, obviously, right? I mean, he could suck next week or he could carry on. We'll just never know. Seahawks beat the Colts 28-16. Kind of expected it. Russell Wilson looked Russell Wilson. Colts. I don't know. I, I, I don't know about the Colts after this game. You know, they lost by 12. Close game, but didn't feel close. At home, would have been nice to win, obviously, for them. Oh. A lot of people like the Colts this year, whether it's, you know, as a wildcard team, sneaky wildcard team, miraculously winning the division. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't have them pegged as a wildcard team or anything in my playoff predictions for the NFL season. Yeah, it's only week one. It's so hard to kind of gauge. It's only week one, right? But. Chargers, Washington, 2016, favor of the Chargers. Herbert, 337 yards for a touchdown. Keenan Allen, 9 for 100 yards. All right. Chargers get a huge win. They needed that win. I have them as a sneaky wildcard team. Washington's a good team. They'll be in the playoff mix in some capacity, whether it's division of the wildcard. So that was a good win for them. Justin Herbert, though, big year two for him. Big year two for Tua. Herbert and Joe Burrow. Good to see that, relatively speaking, all three had a nice day, with the exception of Tua. I mean, he didn't have a really nice day, but at least he got the win. That's kind of all that matters. All three of those rookie quarterbacks from last year got wins, ironically enough. Panthers beat the Jets 19-14. to Jets tried to mount a comeback late in the game, fell short. But you know what? Jets looked bad that first half and most of the third quarter, but they were able to kind of come back, make a little bit of noise. But it was just a little too much for the Panthers. Corey Davis, new wide receiver for the Jets. Five receptions, 97 yards, and two touchdowns. Sam Darnold in his first game against his former team and his first game with his new team. 279 yards and a touchdown. Um, actually, he, he threw it to Robbie Anderson, who is also a former member of the Jets and former now teammate of Sam Darnold. Anyways, I'm going to shut up. Texans beating the Jaguars 37-21. Did not see this coming at all. Did not see this coming at all. Tyrod Taylor, big game for him. First start as a Texan. First start since week one or two of last year when the friggin' Chargers doctor punctured his lung. Trevor Lawrence, 
28 of 51 for 332 yards and three touchdowns. Mark Ingram looking vintage, 26 carries, 85 yards and a touchdown. Brandon Cooks, five for 132. Texans, that offense just ate all day. Jeez, it just 14 points in the first, 13 in the second, seven in the third, three in the fourth. It just, um, um, points, um, um, points, um. Did not see it coming. I know the Jaguars are no good team. They don't have a great defense or a fiery offense. A lot of people picked the Jaguars to win because it was Trevor Lawrence's first game and such. The Texans are ass. I mean, I think I picked the, the Jaguars to win. But look at the Texans. Holy smokes. No, they're not competitive. They're not going to be competitive. Don't you worry. Neither will the Jaguars. Browns, almost. This was the game that everybody at Gillette was keeping track of. Oh, my God. This was so close. Sorry, I just had a yawn. This was so close. But the Chiefs and Mahomes do Chiefs and Mahomes things. Just score in bundles. I think the the Browns are winning 29 to 20 at one point. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, 29 to 20, and then they score 13 unanswered to end the game. That was a that would have been a huge win for the Browns. Cuz then they would have owned that tiebreaker. Chiefs, they would have rebounded, they would have been fine. But the Browns, oh, that's such a tough loss to slip away. Got to feel good about your team. Honestly, the Browns losing to the Chiefs is exactly the same way the Cowboy, Cowboys lost to the Buccaneers. You were so close. You just got outperformed a little bit. You're able to dance with one of the league's best teams. You could win, you know, out of 10 times, you might be able to win that game a decent amount. I'm not going to put a number on it, but a decent amount of times. So you got to feel good coming out of Cleveland with that game. Obviously, the win would have been nice. But the Browns will be okay. The Browns will rebound. But, oh, it would have been nice to have that win. Nice comeback from the Chiefs showing everyone that they still have it. Dolphins beating the Patriots. Obviously, I touched I touched about that. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. 38-3. Saints over the Packers. Jameis Winston, 14 for 20, 148 yards, five touchdowns. Nine completions weren't touchdowns wow what a big game only 148 yards though but still saints playing in jacksonville due to uh hurricane ida they still put on a performance they still they still showed out big time win for the saints especially because there's a lot of question marks with Jameis winston and the saints this year how are they going to look with no drew Brees? how are they going to look with michael thomas injured for a while and then you throw on the fact that they're playing against the packers who a lot of people are picking to be in the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, or make a deep playoff run. Massive win for the Saints. Absolutely massive win for the Saints. Broncos beat the Giants 27-13. Daniel Jones, 267 yards, one touchdown. Melvin Gordon looked like he was with the Chargers still, 101 yards and a touchdown. Starling, uh, Sterling Shepard, 113 yards, seven receptions, and a touchdown for the Giants. I got nothing to say about this game. I mean, they're not going both teams aren't going to do anything in their respective divisions and conferences. And then the big Sunday night game, Rams beating the Bears 34 to 14. Bears did not look good or as good as I thought they were going to offensively or defensively. However, for the Rams, they outperformed offensively. 
and they looked great defensively. Whew. Matt Stafford, by the way, in that Rams jersey, looks clean. I'm not a big fan of those Rams jerseys, but Matt Stafford in the Rams jerseys looks pretty clean to me. So those are your scores around the NFL for the first NFL Sunday of 2021. We do have the Ravens versus the Raiders tonight in Las Vegas at um, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. The line is Baltimore minus four, over under 50 and a half. I will take... Hmm. I'm going to go under on the line. And I think the Raiders will win, so the Raiders will cover. Bold prediction right there. It's your bold prediction of the day, right? <laughs> so that's everything I have to talk about in today's episode. I know that it's a relatively shorter episode compared to uh, recent ones, but there's not much to talk about besides what we already talked about. I mean, we talked about the Patriots, Mac Jones, Harris, and all that good stuff, how the loss was brutal. We went around the league talking about all the games around the league. And the Patriots game, ugh, ah, the Patriots game. But then we also touched upon Red Sox and baseball, too, earlier in the episode. I mean, did I talk too fast? Did I not cover enough? I don't friggin' know. I just kind of go with the flow. Anyways, before I do go, I do have a quick, quick little announcement, shop-related announcements, and then there's one referring to the podcast. So the first announcement for Murph's Card Town Sports Shop is that we are now officially hosting kids' birthday parties. Uh, very super excited to have kids' birthday parties hosted here at the shop. I think it would be absolutely fantastic to have your special day here at the shop. So definitely reach out to me on social media at Murph's Card Town or simply inquire within here at the shop. Give you all the details, all the information needed that you will need. <laughs> but yes, we are now hosting kids' birthday parties. I'm super excited to make that announcement. The second one, the second one is in reference to the shop being open and some hours. Uh, Murph's Cartown Sports Shop will be closed the following days due to Murph's wedding and honeymoon. Hey, that's me. Saturday, 9-18, Monday, 9-20 to Friday, 9-24. We will be closed those six days. Yeah, I know. That, that's that's a lot, right? Also note that Thursday, 9-16, so this week, this Thursday, the shop will be open from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Thank you for the understanding and sorry for any inconvenience. Those are two related shop announcements. And then I guess the third one related to the podcast is if I'm not going to be at the shop and if the shop's going to be closed on Monday and Friday next week, you could probably understand that there will be no Murph's Boston Sports Talk on either of those days as well. As Kim and I will be traveling for our honeymoon, we are going to St. Martin in the Caribbean. It's going to be such a great time. It's going to be super fun and relaxing. I will be probably stressed because I won't be able to run the shop, have the podcast out there. I don't like taking time off when I could be open, but it's a honeymoon. You only get one in your life. Well, knock on wood. You only get one in your life, and it is definitely a much-needed break for both Kim and I. So I'm excited for that. But yes, I do apologize. There will be no Murph's Boston Sports Talk next Monday and next Friday for obvious reasons. Do not worry. There will be an episode this Friday, though, of course, as always. But those are three announcements that I wanted to broadcast out there. 
They will all be on social media, and obviously they are all posted here at the shop as well. But ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, all over the world, that is going to do it for today's episode of Murph's Boston Sports Talk. Thank you so much. Thank you literally so much for joining me for today's episode, episode number 89. We are so close to 100. Holy smokes. That is going to do it, though. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me via social media at Murph's Cartown. You can hit me up with any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, anything you want to discuss, talk about, debate, or anything of the like. Or if you're listening to this podcast on YouTube, feel free to leave those thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want to talk about down in the comments section below. And if you are listening to this on YouTube, while you're there, please hit the nice giant thumbs up button as that'd be a great way for you to show support for not only the channel, but at least the episode that we had today. And also, while you're down there, please hit that giant red subscribe button if you haven't done so already or haven't considered subscribing yet, as I would greatly appreciate that. Audio listeners, thank you so much for listening, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find me. Thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying on all platforms, whether it's YouTube or audio-only platforms. I really, really appreciate it. If you're in the area, definitely stop by the shop today or anytime this week as I would love to hear your thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, whatever, anything you want to talk or debate about. About today's episode, a previous episode, come by the shop. We'll have a great conversation because when people come by the shop, whether it's sports or sports cards related, there's always a good conversation to, to be had. So that is going to do it for today's episode. Like I said, thank you so much for downloading, listening, and enjoying. And have a fantastic week. If it does rain, try to stay dry but the weather is beautiful 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 outside this week with the exception of the rain go outside enjoy because before you know it is going to be freezing cold and we're not going to be able to enjoy ourselves outside so i will catch you in the next one on friday for episode 90 of murph's boston sports talk but between now and then you guys know that i love you you know that i will always 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 see you Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.